Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Um, we're now going to spend some more time look, or some time looking at God's Word together and we're going to continue our series that we've been doing over the last few weeks of working our way through 1 John and looking at how we can be loved, how we can be loved by God and how we can be loved to those around us as we walk in the goodness of God's love for us. And today we have come to uh, 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 to 12. And if you uh, want to use the sermon notes as we look at this passage together, you'll hopefully find a copy on your chairs. Um, If you haven't got one on your chairs or if you'd like technology, um, you can find one in the resources section of the church hub. Um, Just go to the church website, click on hub, click on resources, and hopefully you'll find the notes there. Um, But before we come to look at God's word and hear what God's word says together, let's pray this morning um, that it would be God who speaks through his word to us and we might encounter him afresh in our time together this morning. So Lord God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for the fact that as we gather, you come and you reveal your presence amongst us. And so Lord, as we come and as we engage with your word now, as we continue to reflect on this wonderful letter to your church, Lord, we are your church and we long to hear what you want to say to us today. So Lord, would you come and would you speak to us? Would you give us ears to hear what you're saying, hearts to receive, what you are saying to us this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to start at verse 1 of John chapter 5. The words will be on the screen as well if you uh, want to um, uh, follow along with me in that way. But let's listen to to 1 John chapter 5, starting at verse 1 and going through to verse 12. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that everyone, uh, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood, And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony 
God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Amen. Our boys uh, both love to spend their time playing games. Um, But I do need to clarify that slightly. Our boys love to spend time playing games when they win. Um, If uh, you have got young children, you know what it's like. They love playing, and then you get the tantrums uh, when when they don't manage to get the victory that they wanted. Toby has always been quite competitive. Uh, It makes his day when he wins. He struts around the house gloating about how brilliantly he played the game and uh, how well he did and fantastically wanting all the praise for being victorious. Reuben, on the other hand, used to be very different. He used to just be happy whenever whoever won the game, usually celebrating them and giving them a great big hug, whether it was him or someone else. He was just great that the game, or for the... Uh, full of joy for the person who had won the game. However, as he's getting older, he's slowly morphing into his brother and also becoming desperate to win. When the boys lose, we often get the tantrums that most parents will be familiar with as they process their frustration and their disappointment at not winning. When I play a game with the boys, I often have a little bit of an advantage Um, I've usually played the game before. I understand how the game works. I understand the strategy that's required in order to win the game. So, for example, to win a game of Monopoly, it's not just about who can get the most properties, but it's about getting groups of properties that you can build on and and then charge more rent for. On FIFA, it's learning about how you move the ball around in order to be able to score a goal. It's about being able to defend so that you can stop the other team playing a goal. In cards, it's about making the best use of the cards in your hand. It's about understanding the probabilities of what chances you are to get the cards that you want, often thinking ahead rather than just doing the easy option now. I'm sure that we all love that winning feeling. Um, But in order to win, we often need to play the game correctly. Over the last few weeks, we've been working our way through this letter of 1 John together, considering how we can walk in the goodness of God's love. And in the passage that we've read together today, John reminds us that God's love... uh, Nothing, that with God's love, sorry, nothing can overcome us. We can never be defeated because love has overcome. Love has won. And we can know this victory and this hope today. But just like when playing a game, to see and know the victory of God's love overcoming in our life, We also need to live our lives in the right way. And the first way that we can know this victory of God's love overcoming in our lives is to love Jesus and to obey his commands. 
It's not surprising, having studied the rest of John's letter so far, that in verse 1 of chapter 5, John picks up this theme that he's kept coming back to time and time again throughout the letter. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God. Loving God involves loving Jesus. Loving Jesus involves loving those who are loved by him. Loving God, loving one another, being loved by God, and loving those around us. But John reminds us that to love Jesus also involves obeying Jesus. In verses 2 to 3, John says that loving God also means carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, John tells us, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. If I declare my love for something, you would expect me to be able to back that up in what I do. If I say that I love Leeds United, I really want them to stay in the Premier League this season, you'd expect me to keep an eye on how they're doing, to watch their games, to cheer them on, to celebrate when they win in the last minute of the game and look like, hopefully, we have more of a chance of staying up this season. If, you think, if I say that I love my friends, you'd expect me to be able to go and enjoy my friend's company instead of sitting there thinking, oh, I don't really want to go and see them today um, because I want to go and spend time with those that I love. If I love my wife, you'd expect me to listen to her, to talk to her, to do what she asked me to do rather than just ignore her. Love is displayed in our obedience. It means our words are backed up with our actions. Love is not just a statement that is made, but it is a desire that is applied. If we are to walk in the goodness of God's love, we need to obey his commands. If we don't follow his commands, it leads us to then question how much we do really love him. Love opens our hearts. Love submits to those that we love. If we are unable to obey God and submit our commands or submit to his commands, can we really claim to love him? To walk in the goodness of God's love, we need to obey Jesus. And that obedience must never be a burden. God is good all the time, God is good. It's been a little while since we've said that together. Let's say it together. God is good all the time. God is good. So what does it say to, about us if we find God's goodness and perf his perfect commands for us a burden? God doesn't give us commands to annoy us and to, uh, that we just have to tolerate and sort of pass through. That's never what God has been about. He gives us commands to bless us. He can, his commands enable us to know more of his goodness in our lives. They should never be a burden. As we were reminded last, last week, God is love. 
What does it say if the things God tells us to do out of his love are a burden to us? What does it say if we are resistant to the commands that God is giving to us as an expression of his love? How, do, how we respond to God's commands reveals a lot about our attitude of how we respond to God. So how are you listening to God's commands? Do you want to obey him as he speaks to you? When God says prioritize worship, prioritize serving those around you, loving and giving to him first before any other, how do you respond? Do you make Jesus your priority or are you reluctant to place him above your family, above your career, above your other commitments, above your own personal security. When Jesus commands us to leave all that we have and follow him, how do you respond? Will you happily let go of all that you have because you recognize Jesus is the most valuable thing that you could ever have or know? Or are there areas where it's harder to loosen that grip and let go and follow Jesus instead? Is it difficult to let go of the cash that you've been holding on to? Is it difficult to let go of that relationship that you know is not good for you, but you keep holding on to it anyway? Is it difficult to let go of things you don't fully understand and instead just trust Jesus to have his way through it all. Obedience to Jesus is difficult, but I think there are three things that can help us to obey Jesus and see his love overcome in our lives. And the first of these is to listen. Most of you probably know by now that we're in the process of puppy training, And uh, I can give our little dog, Milo, a command or an instruction. Um, But if he's going to do what I need him to do or what I'm asking him to do, I first of all need to make sure that he is listening to me. I need to make sure that he's paying attention to me. And if we are to keep God's commands, we too need to make sure that we are paying attention to God. God will tell us what we are to do, but we first of all need to be listening to hear what he's saying. That's one of the reasons why we prioritize prayer as a church. That's why we're praying together tonight at seven o'clock to come together, not just to share our heart with God, but also to hear God's heart for our church as we serve him here as well. Alongside listening, the next part of obedience is to act on those commands and to put them into practice. This might seem simple, but it can be so easy to listen and hear a command and then think, oh, it's all right, I'll do it later. And then we get to the end of the day, we get to the end of the week, we get to the end of the year, and the thing that we were asked to do still hasn't been done. Sometimes we need to listen, we need to obey, or we need to do what God 
is asking us to do. And obedience also involves being joyful. When our dog is rewarded or, or does something that I ask him to do, I give him a treat to encourage him and reward him for his obedience. And when I reach my hand into the treat bag, his face lights up with joy. And his face lights up with so much joy that next time I ask him to do something, he does what he does. And then he looks at me with sheer excitement at the treat that he is about to receive. God's love for us is good. When we obey his commands, we experience his goodness and his blessings and his love in our lives. And the blessings of God are so much better than dog treats. Instead, we get to experience his goodness, his favor, his love, his grace in our lives. So let's find joy in the way of our Lord. Let's not just give. But let's give with joy and be joyful givers. Let's not serve, but let's serve with a smile and joy with a joyful heart. Let's not just be friendly because we feel like we have to, but let's love people because it's our honor and our joy and our privilege to love and welcome people amongst us. What is God saying to you? And will you obey him? We don't obey out of an obligation or in a way that is burdensome to us, but we obey because it is through our obedience we can encounter the goodness of Jesus today. So let's open our ears to hear what he is saying to us. Let's open our hearts that we'd not only hear what he's saying, but that we'd also put it into action. And as we obey Jesus, let's be full of joy as the goodness of his love is revealed to us. Our obedience to Jesus gives us hope because John tells us that God's love will overcome. And as his love overcomes, we will then be able to stand in victory. But this victory is not secured by our own efforts but it is instead secured by us placing our faith and our trust in Jesus and seeing him for who he is. The second half of this passage today sounds quite complicated and theological, but I like the message version of it, and so I'm going to read that to you now. So this is uh, from the message version where we hear this. Jesus, the divine Christ, he experienced a life-giving birth and a death-killing death. Not only, from, not only birth from the womb, but baptismal birth of his ministry and sacrificial death. And all the while, the Spirit is confirming the truth, the reality of God's presence at, at Jesus' baptism and crucifixion, bringing those occasions alive for us. A triple testimony, the Spirit, the baptism, the crucifixion, and the free, imperfect agreement. I love that first part of that reading. Jesus experienced a life-giving birth and a death-killing death. This is John's fundamental point. Through Jesus, death 
has been defeated. Life has won. And those who stand in the love of Jesus stand in his victory over death. Those who obey Jesus stand in his love and will experience his life forever. God has revealed his love and the life that we can experience through Jesus as he was born and entered into the world. He revealed his love to us as he went through the waters of baptism and started his ministry here on earth amongst us. He revealed his love to us as he went to the cross and his blood was shed once again, revealing his love that will always overcome. This is the way to victory. This is the beacon of hope that the world has been longing for. It is through Jesus that we can overcome. In Jesus, we can encounter God's love and we stand in his power. All we need to do is put our faith in him. It can be so easy to feel like the world is overcoming us. We can see the climate crisis, the conflict in Ukraine, the needs of people right here on our doorstep in North Cambridge, and it can all feel so overwhelming. A couple of weeks ago, I had to stop myself from watching the news because, not because I didn't care what was going on, but because the coverage was just so overwhelming. The potential impact was overwhelming. The darkness and the misery was overwhelming. The journalistic comments were overwhelming. The content of the, or the amount of news that there was was overwhelming. But no matter how overwhelming our world may be, today we can stand in victory and we can say that Jesus has overcome. In him we have the victory. In him we walk in the goodness of his love. There are those of us here today, I'm sure, who will be feeling overwhelmed those of us joining online who will be feeling overwhelmed, facing uncertainty and battles in our health, battles and concerns that so often feel like they're getting on top of us, like they're overwhelming us. There will be those worried and concerned for their finances, seeing the cost of living soaring and feeling overwhelmed by it all. There will be those who are managing a wide range of different pressures in their lives, balancing deadlines and pressures at work, alongside pressures at home as well. And it can all feel just so overwhelming. In all that is happening in our lives, in all the pressures and the uncertainties that we face today, we can stand in victory because uh, we can be confident that Jesus has overcome the world. And as we put our faith in him, we too can be confident that we too will overcome. In Jesus, we have hope. In Jesus, we have the victory. Love has won. Love has overcome.
because love has overcome, we can know with confidence that as we place our trust in Jesus, we will stand in victory. We all like winning. And as we walk in the goodness of God's love, we can be confident that we will have the victory. We can put our trust in Jesus and know that we too will overcome. We will overcome because we have Jesus on our side. And as John tells us, whoever has the Son has life. So let's walk in the goodness of God's love. Let's obey his commands, listening and joyfully responding to what he is calling us to do. And as we walk in his love, let's know that nothing will ever overcome us, for Jesus has the victory. Whoever has Jesus has life, and we can all place our trust in him. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for that promise, that whoever has the Son has life. And Lord God, we pray that we will continue to know that in our hearts and in our lives this week. Lord, we thank you for your love, for your love that is so outrageous and extravagant and wonderful, full of goodness and blessing to us. And Lord, we pray that we would know more of your love in our lives. Lord, help us to obey your commands that we might walk in your love. Teach us the ways of obedience. Give us ears to hear what you are saying. Give us the courage to put those things into action. And Lord, fill us with joy as we have the privilege of joining and standing with you, we pray. And Lord, as we know your love coming into our lives. Lord, help us to know as well that confidence that we can all hold on to, that your love has overcome. With you, we are more than conquerors. With your love, nothing will ever be able to overcome us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.